Welcome to the Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business broadcast podcast. This is Sue Ann, and I'm back, even though it's a whole day later instead of a few minutes later. I did about 42 takes of yesterday's show talking about the Octolysis Principle by UK Chow, which I wanted to share with you, but because I'm talking about it from an outline, it just didn't come out right, so I'm trying again fresh today and hope I can tell you more about the Octalysis Principle. And UK is looking at human behavior and motivational psychology in determining the key core drivers, core drives, he calls them, eight core drives in all people that has to do with your motivation to act on something. And since when we talk to people and when we communicate with people and when we write for people and when we do digital work for people, we're trying to connect with people, it's a good idea, I think, to study some of these principles. And that's why I'm sharing them today. So let's take a look at least at the first three core drives to motivation in people per UK. And this is, again, the Octalysis Principle or Theory. And the first one is epic meaning and calling. And what UK says here is that there's something bigger than ourselves. And that is the most basic and simple and huge motivation. If we are participating in something that elevates us in the world, that takes us outside of ourselves, where we feel that we're doing good, that is a motivational thing for humans. And that will make people act because they are trying to, again, do something bigger than themselves. The second thing is development and accomplishments. He says that we're all trying to improve ourselves, and that's a key belief in people, that if the activity that they undertake helps them develop and accomplish something, helps them improve themselves, then they are more likely to feel motivated to do it. They love, we love, the feeling of progress and achievement. And so we're always striving to find mastery. That's what UK explains with this second core development and accomplishment um, motive. And I have to say, he even explains that this can be done as simply as how we create a user interface to create a movement so people feel like they're moving forward. Uh, even a progress bar is one example that he gives. Or when we have rewards for participating. These are things that help people feel like they are moving forward and mastering something, achieving something, receiving an award. So that's the second core drive. The third core drive today, and this is the last one I'm going to try to get into this episode, is so important. It's the empowerment of creativity and feedback core drive. The reason this one is so important, I think, is because it creates an open loop, which means that it's a continual building, ongoing, transitional type of motivator. And he explains this really simply by calling it the Lego effect where if you give building blocks to someone, i.e. Legos, or if you give them a framework, then the brilliance of it comes from 
everyone putting their own brain and their own creativity into that framework or those building blocks and using them in various ways. And I think that when you set it up where you give a framework or building blocks, you also set people up to feel like they have an element of usefulness and it's fun. And they're using their brains and it's creative. The other thing, the other part is the feedback, where when you get feedback, you learn to build better and build on what you're doing creatively or extending that creativity in some way by an idea that springs from that idea. And so there's an ongoing loop when you work with empowering creativity and building on feedback. And so that is the third core motivational thing. Now keep in mind, as I mentioned, he talks about these motivations having both extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. So that's a layer two. Next episode, I'll talk about the next. As we continue our discussion about the Octalysis Framework by UK Chow, this is Sue Ann at Right Mix for Business, and you're listening to the Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business broadcast podcast. Yesterday, we covered the first three core drivers of eight in UK's framework, and they were, number one, epic meaning and calling, which is something beyond just work, something that brings you a higher calling, something beyond yourself, bigger than you, that you put into the world, and that's a driver for motivation. Then he named number two, development and accomplishment, where we feel that we are finding mastery in something and we're making progress and achievement by doing it. And that's very motivating. And third, I mentioned empowerment of creativity and feedback, which is even more powerful, I think, than any, because it works in an unending loop where creating and brain power build upon itself to become better and better and it motivates you to continue. It's fun and it's learning and it's using your creativity so it empowers your creativity to come out. The fourth thing today, today's first one and the fourth core drive is ownership and possession. Ownership and possession is a core drive because it creates an attachment to something. You have buy-in because you feel like you're part of it or you have ownership in it. Sometimes you have a possession that you begin to buy in and be part of that culture, even if it's, say, for example, collecting baseball cards or something like that. But that motivation to become part of that elevates your investment in said item. <clears throat> So ownership and possession, where you're part of the process, elevates your buy-in. And that makes it very motivating to be part of something. I know when I've been asked to get in at the ground floor and test a new application, for example, a new app that somebody's developed or try some new software, I'm pretty excited about it. And I feel like I have a part of learning about it and getting the news about it out there and finding out about it firsthand and being able to share it with people that I talked about it or write about it with. And so I feel like I'm part of that product, even though I'm really just a tester. 
an early tester or maybe a free tester, but still, I have some buy-in and I want them to succeed if, of course, I like and can endorse the product. But that would be an example again. The fifth social drive or motivational drive in people, core drive that we all share, is that of social influence and relatedness. And I don't think that UK is talking about influence from stars, although that could be part of it, but he's talking about social influence that comes from your own peers, your own peer groups and peer pressure, and your need to feel a relatedness to others, to a group. And so a lot of times you're more likely to try something if people tell you to try it. If somebody that you trust tells you to try it, then you may try it just on their word. So that's influence and relatedness taking effect. There's also things that enhance group quests and they try to get people to move in mass. And that would be another way to use social influence. With the case that Yukai presents with Amazon, he talks about where recommends and what other bo others bought that you see at the bottom of your Amazon um, screen when you're looking to buy a book or something, the recommends or what others bought. He said that it was a 60% increase in buying from Amazon based on that little new recommends and what others bought pop-up. And that's a form, he says, of social influence and relatedness because you're getting suggestions in a similar product or things that similar people bought or related to the product that they bought. So I think that it's about trust in peers, reviews by others, and influence that that testimonial kind of thing brings. You want to go along with the crowd, sort of. So that's the number five, social influence and relatedness. So I'll talk about six, seven, and eight in the next segment. If you've been listening to the Mix, Sizzle, and Shake Your Business broadcast podcast, you know that I've been talking about the Octalysis Framework by UK Chow and how the psychology and motivational and behavioral aspects of human behavior affect our ability or, or our desire to participate or to be active or to contribute or to do something. So we're talking about motivation in people, and UK has identified eight core drives. We talked about some of them. Epic meaning and calling was the first, something bigger than us. Development and accomplishment as we reach to find mastery. Empowerment of creativity and feedback, enable, uh, enabling us to impact a framework by using our own brain power and creativity to take it higher and feedback to better it yet. We've talked about how ownership or possession is another core drive that makes people want to participate because they have an attachment and they have more buy-in when they feel ownership or possession at least in part. And we talked about social influence and relatedness and how it's more about your peers often than it is about a star type influence and how we have a group think sometimes and want to go along with the group, with the crowd. 
and believe and trust when our own peers tell us something. Now, the last three drivers are what UK often refers to as a little bit of a black hat type drive. And those are things that we use that motivate people, but sometimes they're a little bit more scary. Sometimes they push things quicker, but aren't quite as satisfactory. And that touches on things I talked about that UK mentions in the layers of intrinsic and extrinsic value to people. So scarcity and impatience is our sixth drive, core drive in humans. And that is that when it's hard to get, we have an inclination to want it more. Um, and also this talks about perceived value. For example, price as a driver. Sometimes when something's priced higher, we perceive that it's more valuable and then we want it more even though it's a higher priced item. And maybe we could buy the same thing for less. But, for example, Apple has created a perceived value that their product, even though there are similar things on the market, is worth the higher price tag. Also, it gives you that little edge of, you know, being part of a secret club or an exclusive society. And so scarcity and impatience and being part of an exclusivity are part of that drive. Also, the next core drive is also one that's a little bit black hat, although it can be used in a more white hat way as well, I believe. But it's about unpredictability and curiosity. And if you create something where you have an expectation, where people can't wait to find out what's next or what's around the corner, if you create things that they expect or that are unexpected surprises, both of those things work. And he talks about using mystery box design, like there's a gift or a reward, but you don't know what it is. Or an Easter egg design where you expect to achieve a certain gift by participating. This is often a joyful experience when you use unpredictability and curiosity. Then the final drive that he talks about is loss and avoidance. And this is a drive in people when they want to do it to avoid something bad happening. When they're trying to avoid a loss. If I don't do this, I won't keep up with my job or my peers to continue to do well in my company. Or FOMO, fear of missing out. If you don't do it now, you never will, or you won't know how to do this. You don't want to lose something by not participating, even if you're not excited to do so. So these are the core drives, and I think now we've covered all eight in UK's model. 